Hello and welcome back to Cinedrunk. Uh, this is the second part of our Road to the Oscars, part one, the Golden Globes podcast. And now we are moving on. Yeah, it's part two of part one. <laughs> Correct, yes. Uh, the second part of Road to the Oscars, Addendum part one. B. <laughs> <laughs> Exhibit B. Uh, let us uh, begin with the leading actor category. You're tuning in for what I know you really cared about. Who made you listen to all that other... The biggies. Slop. That fluff. <laughs> Just to get uh, here. Slurp a little. Pick a little. <laughs> we have decided Nathan is going to read the categories for best actor in a musical or comedy. <clears throat> the nominees are... Ray Fiennes for the Grand Budapest Hotel. Mm. Michael Keaton... <laughs> God. Birdman. <laughs> Bill Murray for St. Vincent. Jokin. Jokin. Uh, wow. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix for Inherent Vice. And Christoph Waltz for Big Eyes. And a mysteriously empty bullet point. And the winner is... From part six. Gladiator! <laughs> Rose. Identity. <laughs> uh, um, We're just going all over the anyway, place. Anyway. We love a So what am I saying? We love uh, our ginger gold I think drink. the ginger drop fix. <laughs> the ginger the drop fix. <clears throat> also known as ginger the gold ginger rush. Gold I think, I truly believe in my heart of hearts. God. When where everything happens for a reason, hashtag faith, that Michael <laughs> Keaton will win Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy. Locked. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think there's not a question. He's winning. Um, I think it's... And of those five, certainly the most locked for an Oscar nomination. Yeah. I think it's a slight bummer only because I would love for Ray Fiennes to win something for Grand Budapest Hotel. Totally. Because he... He makes that movie, and he's such a weird fit for... like he's perfect. He's not a natural... Right, but he has different rhythms than Wes Anderson's usual gang. Mm. And a lot of Wes Anderson's usual gang is also in Grand Budapest. So there's something about his different rhythm that gives this movie a freshness and a spark. It does. I would love to see him get I'm in with the Oscars. I'm gesticulating wildly because I can't articulate it. <laughs> he's also super hot in a strange way kind of yeah in this movie i mean i don't think i've laughed harder at a movie this year than that moment when spoilers when uh he's like hanging by the cliff and uh willem Willem defoe Defoe is like stomping on it and it looks like he's about to make him like you know fall off the cliff and then all of a sudden from out of nowhere tony revelori knocks him over the cliff and it just cuts back to him and with like perfect timing, he's like, Oh shit, you've got him. And I like I'm not even doing it justice. Like he yeah. the, his understanding of timing, I've never seen him be so funny because usually Ray Fiennes is such a like serious actor. It also makes me appreciate Wes Anderson as a director too, because like yeah. yes, he uses a lot of the same actors a lot, and I feel like a lot of actors could go into making a movie with him like, oh, I need to like adapt because I'm doing this film but I feel like there is something slightly different or more specific about this particular film that everyone understood and I will credit that to not only the script but also his direction yeah and I think there was just a really special partnership between the two in particular it seems like it yeah I mean it's his performance is so great so um but yeah I think Michael Keaton will win and Michael Keaton is great Matt and I in particular are a little bit biased because we watched some as the Oscar completionist we are, we've watched some roundtable conversations with my I team. did too. Excuse yes, me. That's true. Well. And would you agree with us that he's kind of insufferable? Kind of. <laughs> I mean, it was it was like watching a Venus flytrap. <laughs> well, because his he's clearly had lip work done. Which, <laughs> I mean, let's let's call out the men on their plastic surgery. Well, sure. Fair enough. I honestly it, didn't notice I it didn't just because I was so I'm irritated by I was irritated by Everything. He was so awkwardly campaigning and so awkwardly. Everyone kind of was, but his was really insincere. And 
congratulatory of other people and it just nothing was right was... also when you're campaigning for an oscar this is me professional campaign advisor <laughs> elizabeth giving this advice stop smacking gum every award show he has won through both round tables i've watched him in is like a oh, chow God, chewing cud knock it off spit oh. out your gum Okay, this is a huge tangent, but that's... Reg- of... Regardless, I still think no. he was fantastic. No, he's film. really, really great. No, bigger the tangent. the best I've ever seen. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about with Diane Keaton, how I can't no, stand... I love her. I can't stand It was her, her birthday her... yesterday. Well, whatever. Good for her. Well, then that changes everything. Everything. You can't, I can't say bad stand about her, her persona on award shows, and I feel like yeah. the, the gobsmacking... The, <laughs> the gum smacking is a similar what similar to her shtick yeah it's too sticky it's, it's just shtick it's just Diane she like has become a, her public persona exactly. has become a character exactly just be real please I but, feel like she I love but if her. she was anyway, I probably she's not in this character we're, we're discussing the <laughs> sorry, those I'm leading sorry. male folk so yeah, um, Michael Keaton and despite his public persona he is pretty extraordinary in Birdman oh and so. it's Keaton and Keaton, that's why. Like, and I think uh-huh, we can I, I think we can mm-hmm. all hope that Bill Murray will not factor into the Oscar race. Uh, he was, he was he's fine. really great actually in St. Vincent. And so is Joaquin Phoenix. This is a good category with the gonna... exception of Christoph Waltz in Big Eyes, which I saw the other day. And it's god awful like <laughs> Razzy worthy, god fucking awful performance. <laughs> it is terrible. Poor Amy Adams. I think Amy Adams is pretty good. The movie is just mediocre, but Christoph Waltz is just hamming it up in some... I don't think anyone needs to say poor Amy Adams. That's true. five to ten years. Agreed. But... Very true. Very true. But, yeah, no, it's a terrible performance. The other four are very good. And I still think Michael Keaton is my preference of those five. I would say Ray Fiennes is my preference. Michael mm-hmm. Keaton shocked me with mm-hmm. with his performance and how much I enjoyed it. Yes. Uh, regardless of his off-screen behavior and shenanigans <laughs> and <laughs> inherent vice and walking phoenix i just want to say inherent vice hands down wins most annoying trailer of the year award <laughs> only because we um, saw it 300 million no 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 that's not it was annoying from the first oh, time i, I saw it well it was trailer. i'm i'm not even saying it was poorly done it was just, just annoying catnip for hipster i was gonna say that was what that's so true we were like everyone like, in williamsburg came at once yeah <laughs> like we went to the, yeah we went to it was see like it at bam at brooklyn academy of music like we're there a half hour before it starts and it's sold out <laughs> no who's going to z- hipsters it's, fucking hipsters no yeah. uh, just uh you know well i will have to see it although i'm money. I'm mad about what I hear about some of the treatment of the female characters. But I did, I enjoyed the movie, and I, my point is, Joaquin Phoenix was very, very good. Yeah. I feel like it's rare that Joaquin Phoenix is not good, though. Right. I mean, he's he's a full-on crazy person, but it is a rare time that he does not have a good performance, even in a mediocre, even in a terrible film. He usually is doing, making interesting choices. For sure. Um. Um, so then, on the flip side of musical or comedy, we have best actor in a drama. In a drama. I mean, Matt, you have the drama voice, so you should probably read. But of course, your nominees are Steve Carell in Foxcatcher, Benedict Cumberbatch in The Imitation Game, Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler, David Oyelowo in Selma, and Eddie Redmayne in The Theory of Everything. Bravo. Everything? Everything. The theory of literally everything. <laughs> Every possible thing. Ginger Gold Rush. <laughs> Speaking of Ginger Gold Rush. <laughs> I think for the Globes, I think Eddie Redmayne will win. Since he doesn't have to compete against Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that his on-paper performance seems the most impressive. And I mean, he does do, do incredible body work. In theory of everything, I think I liked yeah. theory of everything better than either of you. Um, but I That's also thought harsh. beyond his performance went beyond than just a physical mimicry, which is impressive of it in its own right. But he had a very wry 
spirited, witty performance that I was not expecting. Mm -hmm. Like, he was very funny, even in the end, when he could only, like, move a muscle in his face. And he somehow showed an energetic spirit that from all interviews and articles I've read, the real Stephen Hawking still has a very, like keen sense of humor and it's a terrible flirt and mm-hmm. all this and he was able to capture that which I think goes beyond just like learning how to contort your, contort your body um, he wouldn't be my pick but I think that he is probably the one to beat for Golden Globes and I think he's definitely in for Oscar yeah I think so too wow that I honestly have no idea for Golden Globes but it's a tough um, category I mean, I feel like on why is, Oh, this is back to... Okay. Go ahead. I, I, I mean, I could see David Oyelowo winning. Um, I, I could too. I could see even the Globes really the Globes stumping for someone. he's not a Which would be amazing. star. Um, he's so very charming and British. He is British. Right. Um, and deserving. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I feel like, especially after what happened with 12 Years a Slave last year... And just notoriously, the Hollywood foreign press and in general overseas are not particularly responsive to black stories. 12 Years of Slave won the Globe, though. Did it? Big picture. I yeah. thought Gravity won. No. No? Alfonso Cuaron won director, but 12 Years won. Oh, it did. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm wrong. But I know, I mean, even in box offices, like a lot of times pictures with minority leads don't do as well, which is why, unfortunately and very wrongly, American filmmakers don't green light films with minority leads because they believe it won't sell overseas or female leads um right um i mean david oyelowo would be my pick of that group of those five because i thought he was extraordinary i agree yeah he would be my pick too although i would say i'm also kind of underwhelmed by this category i mean he Mm -hmm. was great no one was bad well no, no, no one was bad. Um, Eddie Redmayne, I usually don't f- kind of go for the, sh- not sticky, but like more baby Oscar bait. Yeah, sort of. Um, I'm all kind of a little awkward. ugly or crazy or handicapped, whatever right. sort of roles. But but again, I felt like his sense of humor kept he it from did it feeling so, well. so yeah. like giving my Oscar. Um, and he, he's just so cute. He looks like one of those I love him. Punch and Judy dolls. Like, is he, <laughs> isn't he in Gone Girl? Like, did he no. get a Best Actor like nomination for that, too? Punch and Judy dolls? Ha ha. Okay. Never. <laughs> he, he's, he's nominated, be for, best, he's nominated like for Best Prop. Best Prop, yes. <laughs> As well. You are correct with that. Um, I mean... Term- no, go ahead. No, just in terms of Oscar, it's kind of like those five plus for sure Michael Keaton gets in. Ray so Fiennes definitely has out. an outside chance, and I still think Timothy Spall for Mr. Turner right. has an outside chance. Which As means usual, who best gets actor out. is is really crowded, and best actor. I think is Jake Gyllenhaal's out. I think he's, he's in. I feel like Nightcrawler is really peaking. It's really like sexy underdog choice. People. That's true. It, it could skew too young or indie but i also look at you look at um like damien bashir gary oldman mm-hmm. like people that have sort of snuck into the best actor race like it, you just need passionate supporters you need number one votes and i could see both nightcrawler and especially jake gyllenhaal getting number one votes right also it's had the time i mean this is where i'm really for everything with selma very worried because it came out so late, so late. Yeah. and the other thing as opposed to 12 Years a Slave, and I think it's unfortunate in a way that this movie is coming the year after 12 Years a Slave, because I think there are a bunch of old white dudes in the Academy who will be like, whatever, we gave it to the minority film last year, we don't need to do it again this year, which is sad, because really, except for having been historical films about African Americans, they could not be more different, the films. Um, But I also feel like 12 Years a Slave was not controversial or sort of confrontative in a way that Selma is. And I mean that in the most positive way. I am really positive on Selma, but I think as a nation, we've all pretty much come to conclude that slavery was a really horrible thing. Yeah, like it's and so that far in enough itself in the past is, and not as right. resonant. Right. And when there are currently people protesting in the street, and a lot of people, especially I would imagine wealthy white people, 
are very much opposed to the current protests. You know what I mean? Like this and one like just feels even right. Yeah. Even the common song, which we still, I still think will glory, which I still think will win for best song, like name checks Ferguson. Yeah. Right. In it. Like it just feels a little bit more confrontative in that way that 12 years a slave was like, we can applaud, we can pat ourselves on the back for being like this slave movie is the best in a way that I don't know that. Yeah. Selma can. So I'm, anyways, my, the long part being, I'm a little worried that David Oyelowo has not had enough time to build up, whereas Jake Gyllenhaal now has had months of campaigning, and he's really gone from being in, sort of like Jennifer Aniston, being like a far-off... Dark horse. Hooray, yeah. you really want it, but there's not a chance in hell to... No, I think he's in. And I he's think... He's definitely right in the bubble. I think Steve Carell is really vulnerable. I do hope he gets in, but I've... I mean, he's never been in my predictions because I just don't see it happening. I don't see the Academy on Mass really going for that film or for him. But I kind of don't because despite what I think he was trying to do in his performance, I think it's actually overtaken by all the prosthetics and other shit that it just feels like feeling. Too much. Yeah. It feels like a gimmick. Yeah. It never feels I never felt like he was a real person. I never felt like I had any inkling or insight into who he was or even really an arc. I was just so caught up in the veneer of yeah. what it was happening which I think is also probably a big reason why that movie didn't work for me I think Steve Carell and Jake Gyllenhaal are out and Keaton and um Mr. Turner what's his name Spall are in admirable predictions that could come true I, I could also see I could also see Benedict Cumberbatch sort of dropping out even though I think the imitation game as we've said is like sad. right down the middle and I think even it's it's also not it's a showy it's performance. It's not as showy or it's as gimmicky as these other performances. Yeah. The, the only thing that I honestly think perhaps saves him, and I honestly, because Keaton is in for Globes, musical or comedy, I could also see, I think probably after Eddie Redmayne, I think Benedict Cumberbatch has the best chance of winning, hmm. and that's because he has been campaigning like a motherfucker. Sure, and he's He has the wine scenes behind him. Yep. He has Sherlock. Right, and he also yep. has this sort of like not just of the year, but a, over the past several years, this gradual build of, like... That's true. Of, like, buzz. industry goodwill and kind it, of right. overdue for recognition. Right. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what's saving him, because it is a subtler performance. It's a, in a year that there are so many... I mean, you could list five who are nominated. I mean, like, all ten who are nominated, except for Christoph Waltz. But take Christoph Waltz Ooh. off and put Timothy Spall in. Yeah. And there could be 10 who could potentially get in. Yeah. As usual. As usual. Let's move on to the ladies. Let's do it. Let's let's do it light. Let's give us your lightest. That, first, I feel like we need... The ladies make you laugh, whether they're singing or making jokes. This is my attempt at banter, which will probably be about the same, except for even drunker. But <laughs> <At the> games, <laughs> yes. Best actress in a musical or comedy, Amy Adams. Big eyes. <laughs> Emily Blunt, Into the Woods. Helen Mirren, The Hundred Foot Journey. What? Julianne I've never heard of that movie. <laughs> it's where she's the chef. And... The, with the Indian neighbors living in Paris. No. You've seen the You've seen the. We talked about trailer. seeing it over the summer. Okay, it's well, similar to like I Best Exotic Marriage. I expunged it from my memory. <laughs> Can I continue with my yes, yes. stellar <laughs> introductions? Julianne Moore, Map to the Stars. Quavajne Wallace. Oh. Annie? I'm going to pose it <laughs> question as a question. Mark. <laughs> Damn it, who put a question mark on the teleprompter? <laughs> so this one really excites me because I think, given the lightness of the category, I think Emily Blunt will win and yeah. has to win. And that for sure. makes me glad because she is probably my MVP for that movie. Oh, totally. 100%. Yep. Mine the Globes me. also really like her. She won Supporting Actress, like the catch-all TV Supporting Actress category a few right. years ago. She was nominated at the for same time. She was nominated Devil for Wars Devil Prada. Wars Prada. Yeah, like they they like her. She's great in it. They she's... always are. You know, musicals are catnip for them. Yeah, she's got a great voice. She's very funny, and she's also the heart of the movie. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's really almost in the supporting part, just because none of the parts seem featured. Right, it's such an ensemble. I mean, Amy Adams seems like on paper the the front runner, but 
No. But she's never won a globe either. She won last year for American Hustle. Because oh, she right. was in, in, in comedy. Comedy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same as she is this year. But you can see I don't remember the globe. <laughs> just you're too drunk, clearly. Yeah. Um, well, I, I try to go drink well, for drink for everyone I see drinking too. Show. <laughs> I would say Helen Mirren in the hundred foot journey is probably the most stirring <laughs> performance <laughs> that I've seen <laughs> in years. Uh, yeah. Maybe even my entire life. Um. <laughs> But I, I, if Emily Blunt wins, that would make me very happy because I also think she was MVP. Yeah. I also am very upset. I'm going to say it again. I said it in part one of part one of our road to Oscars. <laughs> um, I'm very upset that for the, especially the Quavajna Wallace, I feel like that's to make up for the fact that they didn't nominate her during Beasts of the Southern Wild year. Right. Um, because I wish it would have been Keira Knightley for Begin Again. Yeah, or any number of people. Yeah. There are lots of people that meant Kristen Wiig and the Skeleton, Skeleton Twins. Twins. Yeah. Jenny Slate for Obvious Child. Like, there were, there were, last year they did such a good job with actors in a musical or comedy with Greta Gerwig for Frances Ha, Julie yeah. Delpy for Before Midnight. Like, they, they got it right. That's and then this year it was, mm. Which, I mean, it could be worse. To always. go back for a second, I wish I could, wish, wish, wish I could take off Christoph Waltz and put in Bill Hader for Skeleton Twins. Totally. But that's neither here nor there. It didn't happen. Um, however, out of these five women, I would say that none of them, only perhaps the outside of outside chance of, at this point, I would even say Emily Blunt over Amy Adams getting into Oscars, but I don't think it's going to happen for any of these five. Julianne Moore so, will you know. get in, but not for this. Well, right. She'll right. Be I could also see her winning double Globes, just because this category is kind of weird. It is. But I also don't know that Globes are so... We should probably move on to actress in a drama, but I also don't know that Globes are so much about Julianne Moore in a way that like. American... Sure, but she's got the narrative right now. That's just like she's overdue. She's. She does. I just don't know if that exists. She was just in the the most Overseas recent Hunger Games match. movie. Like she, her profile is, is bigger. And she had gray hair. That was so brave. It is, but compared to like <laughs> Emily Blunt, who yeah, no, Emily Blunt is is, is British and going to win. yeah. Um, okay, so we might as well move on to Best Actress in a Drama. Nathan, would you like to read the nominees? Would I? <laughs> I don't know, that's why I asked. <laughs> Best Actress in a Drama. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston for Cake. Felicity Jones for The Theory of Everything. <laughs> Julia Moore for Still Alice. <laughs> Rosamund Pike. Gone Girl and Chris Witherspoon for Wild. Beautiful accent work. That was really. That was actually more consistent than usual. It's true. Golden Globe to you for best accent. That was um, in a podcast. East Polynesian. (laughs) Naturally. (laughs) Well, I'll start it off. Um, (laughs) I believe in my heart of hearts. No, Julianne Moore will win for Still Alice, I think. Ginger Goldrush. Although, I honestly, I really could see Jennifer Aniston win for Cake. I, I, just think think, that's, I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility. I think that would be no. hilarious. I think and also, at that point in the evening, so much fun. Even right. though I wouldn't enjoy it, per se, because I obviously haven't seen the movie, because no one has. It may not be a real it movie. It doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> it would kind of make me happy. But I do love her and I root for her and I would be happy with that even though that goes against all, <laughs> all my <laughs> principles because I haven't seen it and I'm from what I've heard it and the I, movie's not great and she's fine but. and I think she uh, but I do think she's probably had like a personal dinner with every member of the HFPA I mean that girl has been hustling more than the prostitutes on the corner I don't know <laughs> That's true. She's, That's been working, she's been working hard for her gold. She, I mean, good for her and for good for Sinaloo Films for recognizing that there was an empty spot for Best Actress. Right. And hey, why not? She's already a mega superstar. Right. Look at her go. Um, I think I agree. Julianne Moore is going to win the Globe. I think she's going to steamroll her way through the rest of the season and 
whatever issues we might have with the film. She's great in it. She's consistently great. She's so overdue. Good for her. Give her her Oscar. Let me move on to next year. Mm-hmm. Is basically how I feel with this category. I did not like Felicity Jones in Theory of Everything. I did not like that movie at all. I loved Reese Witherspoon. I loved Wild. And I, you know, if she didn't already have an Oscar, I would be kind of pissed if she was mm-hmm. getting pissed or pissed over, passed over for Julianne Moore. Definitely her best work. For sure. I did love Reese Witherspoon and <clears throat> I loved Wild, but I think I loved Wild more than the performance. I mean, I think I'd be mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. likely to more reward the film. Which is why it's so infuriating that it's just being sort of campaigned and and sort of perceived as this like Reese Witherspoon <laughs> performance vehicle. film yeah. vehicle. Yeah. When it's not, it works on... <clears throat> It's the whole Such package. A, it really is. Anyway. Um, well, I I do agree. I think Julianne Moore will win. And I think she's 100% going to win the SAG. She's 100% going to win the Oscar. And good for her. I love Julianne Moore. I always root for her. It's been a long time since she's even been nominated. I would have nominated her for The Kids Are All Right. I thought. Totally. I mean, her speech. And a single man. At the end of. And a single man. But her speech at the end of The Kids Are All Right, where she talks about marriage being hard, is so... My favorite movie, favorite moment in that whole film, and um, and speaks on a higher level than just like a lesbian drama. You know what I mean? It's this really profound moment, and she's so great. I think she will win. I think if there were ever to be an upset, which I don't think will again in two thousand and fifteen will happen anymore, but if there were to be an upset, I think it would be Rosamund Pike. Yeah, I think so too. Because she's for one again British. She's foreign, and it's the showier part. Yep, zeitgeisty, popular. And I have to be honest, I would be hard-pressed to decide. I like Julian Moore, and I think she does great work in a mediocre film. Yep, 100%. Um, but she's done transcendent work in amazing films. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a bummer. I mean, it's not quite Kate Winslet the reader level, but it's a little <laughs> bit of a bummer that I think this is what she's finally going to get her Oscar for. Yep. But if I had to pick a best actual performance, it would probably be Scarlett Johansson and she's not nominated. I'll talk about that some other time. But since she's not, I'd be hard-pressed between Reese Witherspoon and, to be honest, Rosamund Pike. The longer Rosamund Pike's performance has sat with me and the more I think about the actual difficulty of that role and all the little things that I actually think she's doing. I mean, all of the performative elements Mm -hmm. and ways that she sometimes reads inaccessible or not real on film Mm -hmm. I think are intentional oh for sure I I agree in a way that it's like such so challenging and the idea of anyway and she basically has to do like four different performances in one film but make it seem like it's all coming from the same person ultimately which she does I actually think if I had to give it I would if I had the ballot in front of me and I had to vote I feel like Julianne Moore is great as always, but the movie is average and it isn't telling me anything profound about her character or person. Wild is amazing, but it's almost Reese Witherspoon is just a part of it. Like for me, the real reason, I mean, Gone Girl has incredible, a great script and incredible supporting performances too, but like, I think if I had to vote, I would vote for Rosalind Pike. She would be my vote. I would do Julianne Moore, but also just, basically for the reasons you said is like you know she's given better work in better films but i still it's just like i'm okay being on board and a lot of times a lot of times i'm not on board they're like let's reward the performer not the performance but it's kind of a weak year and of those five of the ones we've seen like you said reese reese already has hers for a movie i hated and i didn't like the performance (laughs) <laughs> for the one that she won, but now she's made it up to me, so I will excuse her having an Oscar because <laughs> she was great and wild, and, and I hope that this means, especially now that she, you know, and the other thing about Reese Witherspoon is she started her own production company, and she produced Wild and Gone Girl. Good for her. Yep. Female-centric movies with awesome, Successful. dynamic, well complex female roles, so if this is a sign of things to come Successful for Reese. Movies, Successful. Yeah. Financially and critically. Right. Yep. So if this is a sign of things to come for Reese, I'm like super on board the, re- the resurgence, resurgence, as it were. Mm-hmm. And Rosamund Pike, I'm hoping this is her breakthrough and she'll continue to get I hope so. excellent roles. So if this needs to be Julianne Moore's time, I'm, I'm good with it because I do love her. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Didn't I already say what it Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. I think yeah. those five are your Oscar nominees, too. Yep. Give Which, or take. I guess Jennifer Aniston, I could see dropping out, but... Maybe Marion Cotillard, Cotillard with a Gary Oldman type. Yeah. Oh, for which one? Two, two days, days, one night. Okay. Not the well, that's better. No. Yeah. Um, I will say, now that you're talking about it, it kind of brings up how Rosamund Pike was kind of scary as fuck in that movie. <laughs> and like, could pop out of my closet at night. Kind of. Crazy. Really cool performance. Yeah. Which, by the way... Doing interesting things. Yeah. Not on her performance at all, but on that movie. I just read today uh, um, a trivia thing that that scene with her and um, Neil Patrick Harris. Spoiler alerts for anyone who's seen the movie already. It's made like a bajillion dollars. You should have seen it. Um, but that scene with her and Neil Patrick Harris, the final scene mm-hmm. with the two of them together, apparently they went through... 36 sets of underwear, 36 sets of sheets, 36 showers, and like 100 plus gallons of blood. Because it's Fincher and he shoots things over and over and over 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 again. So can you, I mean, they spent all day. She had to shower off, both of them had to shower off fake blood 36 times. Good on them. Anyway, (laughs) I just saw that that trivia today and I was like, that's. You deserve a Golden Globe. You deserve <laughs> at least the nomination. The other thing that's impressive <laughs> in her is she's been the only one, really. She and Scarlett Johansson, who unfortunately is not in the Oscar conversation for Into the Skin, have been the only ones in like. What did I say? Into the Skin. I'm obviously prepared. Into for the woods. Our Into the woods. Under the, <laughs> under the woods. And it's like one of my favorite movies of the year. And I can't <laughs> say it correctly. Um, but they, they have been the only ones to take some critics' prizes over Julianne Moore. Like, the yeah, local prizes. Pr- and really. some Marion Cotillard. And Marion Cotillard. Yep. But Marion Cotillard isn't necessarily. So the ones in the conversation, I guess, Rosman Pike has been the only one. Um, but it's particularly more impressive when you look at Jennifer Aniston, who, like I said, has basically been shaking her titties at every award. <laughs> and I say that with no affection. And I say that with affection for Jennifer Aniston. Um, but Rosamund Pike was like, peace, I'm super pregnant, I'm going to go have my baby. And she basically was at the premiere of the movie in October, and it isn't until now, a month after she's had her child, that she's even, like, back out appearing okay. places. Yeah. Like, she was making no public appearances, she wasn't doing a lot of, like, she wasn't really doing press, she was having her child, and she's still really in the top of the conversation, which I think speaks to how her performance is being received. Good. I would be upset if she was surprisingly snubbed. snubbed. But I don't think there'll be a snub because people hate women <laughs> and women's films. <laughs> Speaking of which, best comedy. Best comedy. <laughs> best comedy. Birdman about an aging actor having a midlife crisis. Male. Grand Budapest <laughs> Hotel about an, a- <laughs> an aging... <laughs> Hotel concierge having a midlife crisis. White male. White male. Into the woods. Somehow ladies snuck into that one. But there are still men, don't worry. No, I shouldn't do that. Pride, which is an amazing film about a gay lesbian group helping out minors in the 80s in Wales and London. Yeah, so they're not real men. Right, well they don't, they're basically women. Right, Um, that's what I've heard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not true and then St. Vincent yeah elderly male having a midlife crisis white, white male mm-hmm. Birdman Grand Budapest Hotel Into the Woods Pride St. Vincent I'm a, glad you repeated that mine good, good lineup um, I Is think it? for sure Birdman I think so yeah I guess I don't, of, I don't of, know about St. Vincent because I haven't seen it but the of, other four are so well good. certainly more highbrow than most years Oh yeah, you can get some really well. It's the Globes go back and forth. I mean, they'll get years where you have like the Tourist or where the Hangover wins, but then there's years where like the Cristina Barcelona wins and In Bruges is nominated. I actually sort of wish though. This is on the whole comedy category in general, which is I since they go ahead and split it up. I wish that sometimes comedy would have a little bit more of a comedy slam yeah of like a mainstream I mean not particularly this year I can't really think of these would probably be again I haven't seen St. Vincent and the other four would probably be my choices but 
I feel like some years they snub mainstream comedies that should get nominated in right. the favor of the tourist and stuff like, like, like I don't or know even more tourists. Oscar bait that's kind of like which well like Ray perfect. when Ray was not because sometimes they'll you know categorize something that's kind of about music as musical musical or comedy. So whereas then like this extra. year get on up the um right who, who Chadwick Bosman is um right um what's his oh goodness get on up yes <laughs> We just talked James about him, James Brown. James Brown. Yes, um, we literally just was James this Brown year classified as a, as a drama, whereas if that movie was released a few years ago, right. it would have been classified as musical or comedy. Right, ridiculous. Anyhow, there's really no contest here. I think Birdman wins yes. and is locked and loaded for an Oscar nomination as well. Yep. Yep. And I think is the potential spoiler to Boyhood at this point for an Oscar win. They are this. The front runners, that is for sure. That would be a real. I, I think that would be a truly bizarre best picture, Birdman. Right, I still don't see it happening at Which all, but they're definitely. Great. I think it's going to lead the nomination but, count. Like, it's going to be nominated for the most Oscars, I think. Yeah, well, because it has all the technical. Life. Right, right. Whereas Boyhood doesn't. And. I mean, Emmanuel Lubeski could win for the second year in a row. and For cinematography. Not undeservedly yeah. for cinematography. For sure. Of those five, I think all three of us would vote for Pride. I'm so yeah. effing happy that it was nominated here, and I hope this gets more people to see it. Again, it doesn't reinvent anything. It's just a solid, well-done movie. As as podcast listeners, I'm sure remember, since I'm sure you've listened <laughs> multiple times to our mini podcast, I was crushed when these two saw it without me, mm-hmm. and I finally, over Thanksgiving weekend... Um, Saw it. I saw it on video on demand. I recommend everyone seek it out, probably through a video on demand platform, since it's somewhat sketchy about appearing in places where you can rent movies. I tried to find it with my mom over Christmas, and her conservative town didn't seem to have it. I'd like to think it's just an accident, not a conspiracy. Um, but I, I, I immediately texted them after I after I watched it. But I, for real, watched it back-to-back two times in a row and then, like, watched half of it again as I fell asleep that night. It's so good. Please give it your money. Please give it your support. It's true ensemble work. It definitely counts as a comedy, but it has more to say about the times we're living in. Imelda Staunton is in it. Whole cast. What what could you ask for? She's similar to Tilda Swinton. She's a goddess. She is just sublime. So that would, I think, be all of our votes, yeah. <clears throat> Agreed. We all think Birdman will win and Pride would get our vote. Yeah. Uh, for Best Picture Drama, our nominees are Boyhood, Foxcatcher, The Imitation Game, Selma, and The Theory of Everything. I have no idea, actually, what is going to take the globe. I think four of those five... Take out Foxcatcher are locked and loaded for Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, Foxcatcher is definitely in the conversation. I hope it gets in. Um, but I, I have no idea what's going to win the Globe. I don't either. I feel like the theory of everything could win because people are going right. to be so confused about what to vote for. I actually feel like out of theory of everything and imitation game, which are consistently lumped together, both in my mind title and many things about them british male the british period yeah Yeah. that both feel like very traditional biopics Mm. um i feel like imitation game has a slight edge over theory of everything i think it's it's i think it's better made i think it's tighter direction it's a tighter script um beyond the eddie redemane performance which again i think they're already going to be able to reward in best actor Mm -hmm. since keaton isn't in there um if it goes to the traditional pick, I think it's imitation game. Um, I think if Globes actually goes for the subtle Americana movie that I don't even like, but no, that's not true. I like it. I just don't love it. I think it would go for Boyhood. I mean, Boyhood is definitely... And I think that there's a chance then that they could watch Selma, and Selma is one of the most moving experiences I've had in the theater. Yeah. In a long, I mean, if they are actually watching Selma, I can't imagine them not voting for it because it is so moving. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I think if it's a year where they're like the voters are like rubber stamping front runners or like following a a script or like okay yes I think this is this is what's gonna win the Oscar let me like sign sign my name next to that here I think Boyhood gets it I think Imitation Game as you said is definitely a spoiler I mean I look at a few it's years very ago, European, like, right? Like atonement a, winning. Like, what is he a Swede, Morton Tynan? Yes, I think so. Um, like I, I would most compare it to like atonement winning in whatever year that mm-hmm. was, two thousand eight. Um, Keira Knightley as well. Yes, and a girl, where it's like right down the middle. Of course, the Globes like it because it's you know, British. British. It's, it's not American. Um, I'm gonna predict Selma though. As a right when the nominations came out, I predicted that I'm waffling a little now because it's missed out on some other key nominations but i feel like it's gonna maybe assert some dominance here pick up some awards and be more of an oscar spoiler for the win heading into again i just i just keep coming back to the idea that for like the especially the producer guild awards which is the real shocking thing that i got left off of that they just must not have had a screener they or didn't. have seen it because, no. because well, because it wasn't finished until right, which I understand, but I'm just saying, like, I can't imagine actually seeing Selma and having any of those other things compare to it. Beyond even, and I think it goes beyond. It's not emotionally manipulative. I think it has. Mm-hmm. I think I wish Bradford Young would get in for cinematography for. Oh, he could um, yeah. for the Oscars. Like it has many. It has a great across the board cast performances like it has many actual technical things going for it but just on a pure gut emotional level i don't know how you could watch any of these other movies and watch it and not be like yes yeah you know i mean that movie beyond any other qualifications has moved me more i've had a more visceral not even just moved but i've had a more visceral reaction to it than anything else i've seen but if they don't actually watch it, if they just nominated it because they were like, I think it's going to be an Oscar player and it's directed by a, a no. woman of color, all of which are positive, like, then I don't think it would win. But you're also invested in the issues outside of the movie, so... It's true. No, it's true. In a way that, sadly... And that's what I'm saying. I don't know that the Hollywood form. So yes. even if they have seen it... Or the Academy. Yeah. yeah. They may not be moved at all. Although... Since they may sincerely just not be moved. I don't know Even how anyone they, could watch that first bridge scene, the Bloody Sunday scene, and not have a visceral reaction to it. That's, that's they might, true, but also but say, there, "Oh, it's a there fantastic are films story." Where you have a visceral reaction to a historical part of it. lesson. Yeah. That's and true. You may, especially as a critic, you may feel like it's your duty to look beyond that. No, it's true. Which sometimes it is. I mean, visceral reactions can be manipulative, too. Which I didn't feel that was at all. Nor did I, but... And I don't think people would feel that way, but I could see them just not getting it. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if Imitation Game won. No, not at all. I'm going to stick with Selma. I don't... I'm not 100%. I'm not confident at all in that, but I think that'll win, and it would also get my vote. Nathan? What do you think wins? I have no idea. I know it's hard. I I I, I actually, if I had to choose my prediction, which I will eventually in a few days, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would pick Boyhood. Yeah, I think that's but, the safe choice. Um, I really, I would not be surprised by any except Boxcatcher. Yeah, right. True. I agree. I think that's the only one that absolutely doesn't stand a chance. Unfortunately. Not, unfortunately. Whatever. I will say I hope for nothing else, again, my own personal opinion, not even so much in it, that Selma wins only because it needs... It needs the boost. The boost to even... I mean, it's actually too late because Oscar ballots are due this Thursday before the Golden Globes, but it needs a boost in the profile, which would be useful. I think it will. I mean, I... Provided it gets in for Oscar, which I think it's a lock. I think she's a lock for directing. I think he's a lock for best actor. I would be shocked if they missed, and I would be so upset if they missed. It's getting wide released over MLK weekend. Like I feel like it's going to be peaking at the right time. I feel like a lot of people are going to go see it. I do think it's going to do well at the box office. And going into phase two, when people start voting for winners, I think it's going to have some heat, and it's going to feel fresh. 
which but, a lot of these other movies might not. You know, another thing I was thinking about is it's been interesting in the, these last two years because the general idea behind Oscar season, right, is that you wait until the fall, and it's the fall push. And a lot of times later released movies in Glorious Bastards, um, there are many others and I can't think of them right now, but sort of come even out in late December or Christoph Waltz, like Christoph Waltz also for um, Django. Django Unchained yeah. came out Christmas Day. He missed SAG altogether. Missed SAG, yep. But went on to win the Oscar, beating mm. people who had been sort of in the conversation for months. But the weird thing that's been happening, you know, I think last year of like Cape Blanchett, which one was the performance, but that came out in the summer. Like yep. early summer, and managed to stay so. at the top of the conversation. I think about Boyhood, which came out in the summer, early summer, and has managed to stay at the top of the conversation. Patricia Arquette, mm-hmm. top of the conversation. Even um, Grand Budapest Hotel, which came out like last yeah. March. Yep, early March. Early March, yeah. and yeah. now has a good chance of for sure getting into Best Picture. Yeah, not for sure, but I think it's very likely it will be in Best right Picture. I think there's a good chance this could finally be the year Wes Anderson gets in. You know what I mean? So it's, I think that there's something about the way campaigning is happening and conversations. And I, f- I feel like people are, for whatever reason, really using the time to build momentum. Or like Smart Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. and, and, you know, um, Nightcrawler. With Nightcrawler and yeah. Jennifer Aniston, they've really had this at least some extra time to campaign. In a way that Selma doesn't. Yeah. But then it's also like I look at Jennifer Aniston, who's doing the right thing probably by releasing her film wide a week after Oscar nominations. And I still think she's going to get in. Like, she's doing it right. There's right. definitely a balance. But there's also just a huge glut. <laughs> the right thing is to not let people see, see your, your film. Right. Just be like, oh, Jennifer Aniston. I like her. Oh, she's doing a serious film? Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh. Oh, I can't she think of five like a, women. She might look like a woman I don't want to fuck. <laughs> Oscar. Oscar <laughs> nomination. Boom, Which boom. is, a, again, a, another whole podcast. But then you look at, like, there, there's just been a glut this year of films released at the end of the year. I mean, Selma didn't really have a choice. It wasn't finished right. yet until, you know, early December. Okay. But then, like, A Most Violent Year may have benefited from an earlier release. Like, it got some, right. some buzz. It looks like Jessica Chastain is, is in, but other than that, maybe... It's not going anywhere. Right. American Sniper, Clint Eastwood could do it again. Like, it looks like that movie could get in for Best Picture. Because again, they love that freaking old man. They, they do. They I feel like there's... His dick whenever they can. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's 15 solid movies still in the conversation for Best Picture. Number 16 and 17. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, it, it's just knowing how to split them up into the five that are locked, five that are like 11 through 15 that aren't going to get there, yeah. and then six through 10 that are like... How many nominees will there be? How much passion does that movie right. have? Right, how many number one rankings? Right. I think 16 and 17 are wild, which should be more in the conversation, and I feel like it'll get some votes, but I don't think it's going to get there. And Mr. Turner, which I just don't think is yeah. popular enough in a year when there's just split passion. The other thing yeah, that, that is sort of interesting and exciting about this year is it seems like there are a number of films that people are just super... Pa- like, usually there are one or two films that, like last year... Everyone was super passionate about 12 Years a Slave. Everyone was super passionate about Gravity. Yeah. But this year, there are people who are super passionate about Nightcrawler. There are super who are over the moon about Grand Budapest. There are people who are over the moon about... Whiplash. Fucking Whiplash. My (laughs) arch nemesis. But you know what I mean? Like, it seems like there are people who... Like, this year feels very more spread than I'm totally. curious to and see. Which is why I'm curious to see how many nominees there are at right. Oscars for Best Picture, just given, like, the way voting works. And I think if, once again, we have nine, they just need to go back to ten or cut their losses and go back to five. Like, it's just not... No. People vote differently knowing that there's more slots. Right. Um, but I think our top five are definitely Imitation Game, definitely Theory of Everything, definitely... Uh, Birdman, definitely Boyhood, and definitely, though I guess it's kind of on the bubble at this point, Selma. Yeah, it's if enough people have seen the screeners. Right, I which, which they did send them to the Academy, right. so they've hopefully seen them. But then there's American Sniper, Foxcatcher, Gone Girl, which in any other year should seem like a lock. Like, that it's movie true, did crazy but... well. Zeitgeisty, David Fincher. Great box office, great right. critical reviews, but Matt, you're forgetting it the wasn't... main thing. 
It's about a woman. Yeah. Not exclusively a woman, but a woman. But she's white. In largely. She is white and blonde. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. Interstellar, I still think, has an outside shot, though it's like 11 through 15. Ugh. It's in that lower lower tier. Into so. the Woods, I still could see seeing it. Same. Into the Woods and Unbroken, both, you know, were Christmas Day releases that have been doing really well at the box awesome office. box office. They're peaking at the right time while, pe- while Academy members had their ballots in hand and were voting. Into the Woods will get in. You think so? Yes. I also, I also think, I think that Unbroken could, in the same way that like Incredibly Loud and or no, that's extremely loud, extremely loud, incredibly, incredibly close. close. I'll never get that right. Or Warhorse will get in. Only it's added because again, you have to think about the main majority of Oscar voters, which is old white men, and seeing a very traditional, yeah, pick about. The Great War and the great male heroes of that war, directed yep. by a hot woman they all want to sleep with. Yep. I mean, she could theoretically still get in for director. I don't think she will. I don't, see, that, that I don't actually going for see her, it happening. But... but if she gets in over Ava DuVernay, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> lose it. And then Nightcrawler, I think, is definitely in there. Or more importantly, if Ava DuVernay gets booted for... If they boot... If they boot a youngish woman of color for Clint Eastwood. Oh no! <laughs> I will lose my mind. Like you guys are gonna have to check me into. Hey, we haven't seen American Sniper yet. You might fall. No. Head over heels for me. Watch. No. Watch. <laughs> Even if I think it's a good movie, if she's the one who gets booted to make room for that old bag of bones, <laughs> I will need to be institutionalized. Uh, but yes, so so those. Nightcrawler, Whiplash, those are roughly the 15. Yeah. Still in contention. We'll find out soon enough. Golden Globes are this Sunday on NBC. And next Thursday are Oscar nominations. Yeah. And Critics' Choice And Critics' Choice Awards yeah. that night. Crazy town. And watch the Golden Globes, if for no other reason than Amy Poehler and Tina Fey are hosting. For the third time. For the third time. And last, probably. And they're delightful, and I want to see them. Who doesn't? I think we should end it with the best jokes from last year, which is Gravity, a movie in which George Clooney would rather float away into space and die than spend another moment with a woman his own age. (laughs) And my other favorite joke from last year, which is, like a supermodel's vagina, let's give a warm welcome to Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, cheers. To classy bronze and drunk acceptance speeches. This was our Road to the Oscars Part 1 Addendum B. <laughs> the Golden Globes. Bye. Bye. Bye.